Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August the 7th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. It's Monday and I'm still trying to get that lasagna. Uh, But yeah, no, overall, you know, things are good. We're vibing. Uh, Today was pretty chill. I just worked. Nothing, nothing too spectacular. I had some sun chips and a nas, you know, nice little girl dinner for lunch. Uh, let's see here. It was raining. It's not raining right now. It's been like the old off and on, off and on. So luckily I stayed dry uh, to my way to work and my way from work. So I am pretty stoked about that. Thumbs up. Uh, let's see here. Food corner. Yes, uh, I do have a weird one. I I made a weird little meal for myself. I made rice, but then I also added diced potatoes to said rice. That's part of this meal. Now I have to add, I want to take an aside here to talk about said diced potatoes. I got it from Kroger, a little like Kroger brand uh, diced potatoes. I, I've said it before, I said it, uh, I'll say it again on the podcast. I, I used to use the term Kroger brand as like a derogatory term. I learned that from like high school, like, oh, you're like a Kroger brand version of so-and-so. And I, and I remember someone said that I was a Kroger brand version of someone, and I was like shooketh. I was I was rocked to the core. Um, never recovered. <laughs> but then uh, as I started like cooking for myself, you know, as I got older, all that kind of stuff, I realized Kroger brand's actually not that bad. You find the right things. Some things are bad. Some things are worthy of, worthy of that negative moniker Kroger brand. And these diced potatoes, sliced potatoes, whatever they were calling them, are definitely a bad version of Kroger brand. See, on the bag, you, you see them all like it's in like this like, um, this uh, cast iron skillet, and it looks really good. It looks like how they're supposed to look. And when I open them up, they're just so small. They're so micro. And I was like, oh, that's so upsetting. And they just really browned. They, they didn't brown well. Uh, I didn't love the taste of them uh, when it was all said and done. But that being said, they worked for what I was trying to do. So let me get back to the menu. Back to the, the meal. So it was rice. These diced uh, potatoes. Uh, chicken thighs, then I added fish sticks, and I had red curry remaining, uh, some little red curry sauce remaining, so I just put that on top of it, and I gotta say, overall, it was very yummy, also, the side I added, I had two pieces of garlic naan, and on one of those pieces, I flipped it, and I put um, you know, tomato sauce on it and pepperonis. <laughs> and I essentially made a non little non pizza <laughs> and, and some cheese too. So I don't know. I was having a little ball. I was doing it up. I was being weird and I enjoyed it. It was, it was a funky little dinner. I, I, I would definitely change those potatoes for sure. If I was going to do it again, and the vibes I was I was trying to pick up there was almost like Bibibop meets my kitchen because <laughs> that's where I first had had rice and potatoes, and I mean that's Korean style. But like you know whatever uh, I was feeling myself I was in the mood, and I have no regrets no regrets no regrets you pick your poison there. 
Uh, so yeah, we're good. We're gravy. Uh, let's go ahead and do our little spark up. And we'll talk about some news now. Okay. All right. Our first story comes from the BBC News. Pakistan passenger train derails, killing 30. At least 30 people have been killed and 100 people injured when a train derailed in southern Pakistan, a police spokesman has confirmed. Several carriages of the Hazara Express overturned near Sahara Railway Station in Nawabasha, about 275 kilometers or 171 miles from the largest city, Karachi. Wounded passengers were moved to nearby hospitals. Uh, Rescue teams are trying to free people from the twisted wreckage. Let's see here. Railway Minister Saad Rafiq said initial investigations showed the train was traveling at normal speed and they were trying to establish what led to the derailment. It could be the result of mechanical fault or sabotage, he said. He added. Now, I was listening to the BBC podcast and they went on to further say that they don't think that it's so much sabotage, but it is something that is on the table. Just because, you know, everything else is seemingly okay. They haven't found a mechanical fault yet. So that's just something that's on the table that they, that, uh, you know, the railway minister was stating. So that's fair. That's valid. Uh, trying to think, is there anything else I, I did want to add here? Um, apparently, though, that uh, derailments in Pakistan are something that it is kind of common. I do recall that we, we've covered it before in previous years. You know, other, you know, incidents like this, or at least one. I should say. But uh, between 2013 and 2019, 150 people died in such incidents, according to local media reports. So that's really unfortunate. It's really sad. Um, You know, I'm sure there's a slew of reasons as to why there. You know, we've talked about some of the causes and reasonings for said derailments and stuff, either, you know, from up high or, you know, just for so much use and it's older stuff. And yet again, it's still from up high because you guys need to like work on that, change that. I mean, I get it. It might not be in the budget, but people need to transport. They need to go from A to B. That is something that you just need to do. So you you have to have a safe, effective means of transportation. You know what I mean? Uh, transport for sure. Uh, you know, it's got to be safe. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move along here. Talk about some other news from Reuters. Exclusive North Korean hackers breach top Russian missile maker. So you know I love the hacker news. Couldn't help myself here. An elite group of North Korean hackers secretly breached computer networks at a major Russian missile developer. (laughs) I don't know what I was about to make out of that word. Uh, developer for at least five months last year, according to technical evidence reviewed by Reuters and analysis by security researchers. Reuters found cyber espionage teams linked to the North Korean government, which security researchers call Skarkruft, 
and Lazarus. Lazarus. Excuse me. Secretly installed stealthy digital backdoors into systems at MPO Machinos Troyenia, a rocket design bureau based in Rutov, a small town on the outskirts of Moscow. So this is a bit of friendly fire when you look at it because North Korea, you know, is very isolated. It's a communist country. Uh, I say it a lot on this podcast. We've talked about it before. Um, so there's not many people who are working with North Korea, but kind of since the jump, especially, you know, North Korea, you know, claiming itself as a communist country, Russia, or even back when, you know, when the Soviet Union has been working with North Korea. That's kind of just been an ally. Now, it's a big deal when you spy on your own allies, right? I feel like that's something that when media gets a hold of it, they're going to go like crazy about. But to me, that that's not too surprising at the end of the day. All nation states are desperate and hungry for information. Like you're going to be down to spy on anyone and everyone for whatever reason, because you just can and, and because you feel compelled to do it. Uh, so it, it doesn't surprise me. Actually, what was more interesting here out of all this was the fact that I've heard of the Lazarus Group before, but I've never heard of Scarcroft, which I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you're a listener and you're in the, the hacker sphere and you just know this kind of shit, but like that feels like a play on Starcraft, which is like a common, at least from what I'm aware, like a, a South Korean, uh, it was a big pastime when it, you know, initially was a thing, Starcraft 1, Starcraft 2. Uh, they were very much known for their like prowess at StarCraft. So like that play on words, like Scarcroft, I don't know. That's sending me. I love that. That 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 alone, I was like, I'm down. Let's let's talk about this shit. But uh, MPO Machinastronia, which I will just call MPO for the remainder. Apparently, they are you know big into the Russian missile development. I guess that's like what is it? Our Northrop Grumman or you know I don't know whatever ballistics. Um, big higher up that's a North American equivalent, but, um, they got hacked, which I believe it was kind of like a, a, a almost like an ironic situation. Uh, an IT person from the MPO side was like looking into it and essentially somehow gave up too, inform- too much information in the process. Like, you know, potentially just like, you know, accidentally leaked it and, that way they were able to, um, you know, infiltrate. North Korea was able to infiltrate. And for months they were just like gleaning a bunch of data. Now, you know, how much and what they've actually used is still a mystery. But it's known like, okay, they were definitely spying on their own allies in this situation. They were spying on Russia here. Now, you know, it's not said exactly, you know, if Russia has done anything, if there's been any kind of retaliation or anything like that. You know, I, I feel like I, I say this a lot on the podcast. I, I, I feel like spying is not a big deal. You know what I mean? It is one of those things where it's like you do have to, um, when it comes to light and it becomes made public or when said nation realize they're being spied on by an ally or whatever, you do have to go through those paces and do the whole politics shit and make shit right, you know? But at the end of the day, everybody needs everybody. Everybody is already spying on everybody. So I, I think it's all kind of on the level in its own way. <laughs> but it, that being said, you guys know I'm a sucker for these kind of stories. So I, I just couldn't help but talk about it. Um, 
So yeah, yeah, it came from an email hack. Uh, the hackers dug into the company's IT environment, giving them the ability to read email traffic, jump between networks, and extract data, according to Tom Hegel, a security researcher with the U.S. cybersecurity firm Sentinel One, who initially discovered the compromise. These findings provide rare insight into the clandestine cyber operations that traditionally remain concealed from public scrutiny or are simply never caught by such victims. Um, yeah, yeah, there's more yada yada here. Yeah, we're good to move on. But yeah, you know, cybercrime, a little bit of hacking, a little bit of espionage, digital spy v. spy shit. Uh, okay, from the Associated Press, here's another story for you. Uh, firefighting helicopters collide over Southern California desert, killing three in crash. Two firefighting helicopters collided while responding to a blaze in Southern California, sending one to the ground in a crash that killed all three people on board. The accident late Sunday afternoon in a desert about 85 miles or 137 kilometers east of Los Angeles involved a huge Sikorsky S64E and a smaller Bell 407. The larger Sikorsky, uh, land, watch it be sky that'd be annoying, whatever, uh, landed, landed safely. Unfortunately, the second helicopter crashed and tragically all three members perished. California Fire Southern Region Chief David Folger said at a news conference early Monday. Uh, what was the highlight portion? Here we go. Uh, the victims were... California Fire Assistant Chief Josh Biscoff, uh, California Fire Captain Tim Rodriguez, and contract pilot Tony Sousa, the firefighter agency said. So both were sent out. Apparently this was a pretty routine process in terms of like how you handle a wildfire situation. Uh, both were on the scene handling the fire, and apparently they crashed into each other. Um, in the process and one just went straight down which is the smaller bird and the Slorsky as as we're saying on this podcast right now uh, was able to maintain and uh, land safely but um, you know sadly the smaller plane wasn't and you know three people died Um, you know that's really sad because at the end of the day these people were trying to do something that's you know, a good work. We talk about fires that are happening all over, all the time, it seems. And, you know, I mean, this is definitely a necessary thing, just like any other kind of firefighter. So, you know, dying in the line of duty is just, you know, it's very unfortunate. Also, another thing, you know, like, I, I, I'm i a sucker for coincidences. It's, it's yet again another helicopter incident, which I'm sure if someone said, hey, man, here's a, here's a chart for you, how often this kind of shit happens in a year-to-year basis, I would, like... Pikachu face at that, like, oh, wow, I, I didn't know that. But, you know me, I see this shit for the first time myself, and I go, wow, I'm seeing something, I'm connecting some dots. Even though, you know, not to make it a conspiracy or anything, it's just like, ah, it's crazy. It's crazy how often a thing happens. Before I got into this podcast, I just, you know, I didn't think about that. I didn't see those kind of correlations or things. I don't know. All right, uh, another news, another news thing. It's an update, also from the Associated Press. A uh, New York City high school student charged with hate-motivated murder and killing of gay dancer. Police have arrested a 17-year-old high school student on a hate-motivated 
murder charge in the fatal stabbing of a professional dancer during an altercation between two groups of friends at a New York City gas station last weekend. Uh, so this is an update on the killing of O'Shea Sibley, who was 28 years old and was a black gay man. Now, when I initially read the story, I had thought that not only was this like a, um, you know, something that was um, over the bias of the sexual, sexual orientation, I thought maybe this is also a potentially a black thing. But learning a little bit more, doing a little bit more digging, it was apparently also kind of a, of a religious kind of tent to it too. Because a 17-year-old and his group, apparently, they were like, you know, uh, they were Muslim. So, essentially, they said they were really offended and they took a front to how O'Shea and his friends were dancing. You know, they were dancing to an, a Beyonce song, which I didn't mention in the last, uh, in the episode where I covered this initially. Apparently, um, Beyonce gave a tribute to O'Shea Sibley, which I thought was really sweet. So, you know, he was dancing, voguing to Renaissance, and, you know, she paid homage to that, at least, you know, at least in a statement, which I thought was really good. But, um, not that that changes anything. At the end of the day, this is still then a hate, you know, a hate bias. You know, you say, oh, I don't like you because of your orientation, you're presenting that, you shouldn't be dancing, you shouldn't be so flamboyant like this. Like, like what? Like, no. Like, at the end of the day, you should be allowed to be who you are. Um, and as we mentioned, Sibley and his friends, they had to make a stop to get some gas. They were going to drop off some friends. They figured, hey, let's just go ahead and get some gas, and then we'll drop them off, and we'll be good. They were, you know, dancing to some, like, car music while they were getting gas, doing their thing in the gas station. And it sparks this, out, you know, this altercation. Essentially, um... The 17 year olds group, they're, you know, they're yelling, they're telling them to stop doing this shit, cut it out. Uh, I, I think some, you know, negative words get said. Um, and I, I guess it escalate, escalates to an altercation. Now, they say that um, Sibley lunges at the 17 year old first. Um, I'll go ahead and read here. In the video, and this is just from the video, so that means there could have been more here. But um, in the video, Sibley could be seen following the teen and then lunging at him before the two disappeared out of the camera's view. A moment later, he walks backward into the view, checking his side, and then collapses to the sidewalk. Uh, he was stabbed in the rib cage, according to Assistant Police Chief Joe Kinney. Um, so yeah, when I had last left off the story, I um, you know the teenager was in the wind. But it seems like now, okay, they have turned themselves in. So, you know, they still haven't released the identity of the teenager. You know, probably for the best, being that it's not an adult. All that, I understand that, whatever. Um, but any more um, updates, stuff like that, I will definitely keep you posted. I just didn't want to, you know, skimp or skim on that story. Just wanted to talk about that, you know. And like I said, I had initially had my own bias to this. When I initially heard the story without... Hearing like, oh, it was a Muslim person who did this, a 17-year-old Muslim. I was like, oh, it's definitely like got to be like a white, white, black thing. You know, they're just omitting the racial part. You know, they're playing that down. But, um, you know, that's on my bad. That's on my thing. <laughs> but uh, we have one more thing to cover before I let you go. And sadly, it is this is racial. <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Kind of winds up being a uh, black versus white thing. 
But um, I don't know, man. This was so chaotic, and it's, it's just become such a meme that I can't help but laugh about it, and I also can't not talk about it on the podcast. It's just it's too much in my wheelhouse. You feel me? Um, so, yeah. Let me go ahead and take my little last break, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do the thing. Okay. This last story is from USA Today. Several people detained after fight breaks out at Montgomery's Riverfront Park in Alabama. <clears throat> several pe- several people, several people were taken into custody Saturday after uh, Saturday night after a fight broke out at Montgomery's Riverfront Park in Alabama. Uh, Montgomery Police Department responded to a disturbance at the 200 block of Coosa Street in Montgomery, Alabama at 7 p.m. after a large group of people were fighting. Several people were detained, police say. Uh, A video of the incident, which appeared to be racially divided, uh, was shared Sunday on social media. It has been reported that it began because a pontoon boat was blocking dock space needed to park a riverboat. That area is the regular uh, regular spot reserved for the Harriet 2 riverboat. Like, whew, this is a mounting thing. This, this is already just like a palpable incident. But um, I'll, I'll try to just kind of riff and explain from here. Essentially, there are a bunch of videos out on this. There's like a lot of angles you can take in this coverage. But a security guard um comes up to this pontoon or comes up to one of the members who, of the pontoon and it, you know it's a group of white people essentially it looks like they you know they've been you know on a on a pontoon just chilling you know probably day drinking doing all that kind of shit um they want to park here and it's reserved for this riverboat they harry it too <laughs> and you know like harriet tubman type of shit you feel me and um, they're like, no, they're not moving. They're fine. They're, they're posted, you know. Um, the security guard, you know, goes and gives them guff. Like, at the end of the day, they work the dock. You're not supposed to park here, bud. You can't. You got to move that shit. And I imagine, I guess shit gets so heated that the guy from the pontoon punches the security guard. Now, the security guard takes a hit. He's, you know, upset. He's frustrated. He throws his cap in indignation. <laughs> Excuse me. On some Bobby's murder shit. You know, he's ready to go. Okay, it's, it's on now. So they get into it. And no sooner do they get into it, does another person from the pontoon come and just, like, crashes into this dude like it's Tekken Force. And now it's, like, seemingly a, the, the group of these white men on this black man. And, like I said, this is being recorded from multiple angles. So you hear one person like, oh, you know, help this brother out. Like, you know, you know, y'all see this shit, help him. And literally from the boat, you like see, uh, you know, a black man in the water. He's swimming over to the dock, you know, to get up there. 
And then there's another person coming from around the way. Now, by the time people get on the scene, you know, you know, hop up off, uh, the fight's kind of dismantled, dispersed a bit. But, you know, no one's leaving. No one's really moving yet. Meanwhile, now there's another shot. There's another angle. Now, at this point, the Harriet 2 is docked, or at least is about to dock. And this is where shit kind of hits the act, too, right? And <laughs> everyone just kind of, like, people run out. Squad motherfuckers come out. And, uh, like, it, it more or less just instantly start banging. Just instantly hands up. Boom, 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 boom. Even it gets so crazy, someone like either gets punched or I believe they jump. I, I, someone in this article they say someone falls in. I think the motherfucker weighed their options and they're like, "I'm gonna walk the plank," and they just jumped. Um, there are motherfuckers trying to get in the way to try to stop the shit, break it up. In terms of like, "Oh no, the fight's over, it's over," but it's like, no, clearly this shit is not over. And then the cops get involved. Now the cops are here and they start detaining people. So. I mean, this is a whole fucking thing, and I think the most iconic moment, to just kind of, you know, tie up my summary here, this is what got me here, is the chair. It is the chair. And and, and, and that's not, like, so much the focal point of the articles, because the articles kind of focus on, like, the dock worker, because that's really, like the, spark of, like, the spark of it. And yes, you know, the racial divide, all of that. But... You know, there's one of the guys from the pontoon. He's still in the trenches. He's way too deep. Like, he's not near HQ. He's in the weeds now. But he's not giving up. And he's trying to fight still. And I think he throws some punches. And then he does, like, a thing where, like, he jumps to the Harriet 2. And, like, tries to jump back. But there's a man waiting. And this man is waiting on some fucking, like, WrestleMania shit with a white chair. And just... Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> just hitting this motherfucker up doing damage. And, and I mean, hey, the man makes it back to the dock, but it's just crazy. It's just so insane because I, I, I was looking for the chair. That's the, that's the reason I was there. That's the reason I'm looking for this shit is like, where's this chair? Like, I'm seeing all this other shit and it's making me mad, of course, but where's a chair? And then I see it out of the corner from one angle. And now, like, you know, come day two, there's more footage. And I'm finally seeing it. This this old man was trying to regulate with his chair. He's on his Dark Souls shit, y'all. It's crazy. So, um, and I guess there's an update at the top of this from the USA Today. Montgomery police say four active warrants out after brawl at Riverfront Park in Alabama. Um, so, initially, I, I think... A good chunk of the white dudes uh, seemingly got arrested, but I know there were also other people who got arrested, too, on both sides. Um, at the end of the day, you weren't supposed to fucking park there. Like, you know, the Harriet 2 always parks in this area. Like, they were supposed to be parked here. Uh, this pontoon's just on some fucking, like, lazy day summer shit, and they just didn't want to move. So that's their bad from the get-go. And on the fact of the matter, the dock worker did not throw the first punch. I have to state that for the goddamn record. That's like the biggest thing. You, This one dude throws a punch. The, pun, the guy from the pontoon. So at the end of the day, they're the aggressors in my opinion. Um, of course, I'm biased. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. But um, I don't know. The shit was a whole ass fucking mess. It just kind of goes to show... Just be responsible at the end of the day. This all could have been avoided had the people from the pontoon go, oh, we're not supposed to park here. We should just move. There's other places for us to park. It's not like our pontoon's supposed to just be here. Um, you know, 
I don't, I don't want to talk about privilege as a whole other podcast, but just, you know, hey, be responsible. Do the right thing, and you won't wind up, you know, potentially in an Avengers Endgame movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I got for today. I know that that was a bit heavy, a bit much maybe, but um, hey, <laughs> another day on the episode, another day on the pod. Um, if you'd like to help and support out, support out, support the podcast, support the effort, help out. Um, Isaiah News at, oh my God, I'm about to forget it again. Uh, Patreon.com says Isaiah News. Boom, I recovered. <laughs> uh, you become a newsy. I shout you out at the beginning of the month. I say your name, uh, shout out a project or thing you'd like me to shout out. That's an option. Isaiah News 1 at gmail.com if you would like to, you know, send some feedback or what have you. I'm on all the socials. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's that's all I have. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. Mm-hmm.